0: Welcome to another edition of Hockey 24-7 brought to you by Raider Media. Derek Albitz here as always, and as always, I'm joined by one... Tyron Barnard and we've got two very special guests with us. And uh, the reason why they're here is because we are still here at Bryanston Country Club uh, on the eve of the South African women's team taking on the rest of the world over in Spain as they bid to qualify for the Olympics. Or the first leg of qualifying uh, for the Olympics. Um, and uh, yeah, talk us through our guests. Yeah. So uh, on my right
1: is uh, the assistant coach of the the women's national team, the Super Group South African national team. And that is none other than Inki Zondi. And uh, on his right is the South African Hockey CEO, the lady I like to call boss sometimes, Marissa Langeni. Welcome.
0: Welcome. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, I'll start with boss. Uh, Marissa, uh, no offense, Nikki. ladies (laughs) first. Um, Marissa, a a very special night tonight. I thoroughly enjoyed it, uh, as did everyone here this evening, as I'm sure they would. Um, But yeah, on the eve of what is potentially a massive couple of days for hockey in South Africa
2: extremely critical for South African hockey fans. At the end of the day, um, the main target for the team travelling to Valencia is to qualify for the Tokyo Olympic Games. So, extremely important tournament, extremely important time for our team. And I think the focus for the girls is exactly to do that. To go out there to Valencia, look to finish in the top two, and obviously start the process of qualifying for Tokyo.
1: Yeah, so maybe just uh, for the benefit of everyone, because... We know that lines get crossed and people don't read things. So so let's make it simple. Top two is not Olympic qualification yet.
2: No, it's the first step. I think if you look at the FIH qualification criteria, there's something called the Pro League, which I think you guys have spoken about in your show previously. Um, The top four teams from the Pro League go into the qualification event, which takes place towards the end of October, early November. Then the next phase is teams that are currently participating in the FIH series finals. And there's a few events happening around the world. And the top two teams from each of those tournaments then qualifies to go to the qualification event and it's only at the qualification event where teams that are not continental champions can try and earn a ticket into the Tokyo Olympic Games somebody obviously like Japan as the host nation gets an automatic ticket into into the tournament the continental champions get an automatic ticket into to the Tokyo tournament but um, the qualification event in October is then the next biggest thing for for hockey teams that have not yet qualified
1: and and so there opens a slight back door there that we could, in, in argument's sake, finish outside the top two in one of these tournaments, not win the African Cup or win it, and still go to the Olympic qualifying events based on world ranking, depending who wins all the other events.
2: We love backdoors. We love backdoors. And um, I think if, if, if one opened for us, we certainly would take it. Um, it's going to be a very tough run. I think if you look at the format of that qualification um, event in October, there will be six places for the taking. So 12 teams will be entered into to that event. And you'll have to play... The top ranked teams, the first six, will be the host of that event and it will be the best of two test matches. How tight is that? Best of two test matches and the winner wins a ticket into the Tokyo tournament.
0: Well, that just underlines how critical the the Valencia tournament is. Inky, talk us through what uh, you're going to over there to expect in terms of the teams. Of course, eight sides, uh, South Africa being one of them. Uh, Two groups. Firstly, your group.
3: So, uh, hello everybody, uh, I think the biggest thing is, um, Marissa just touched on it now, we just want to qualify the simplest most possible way and this presents a fantastic opportunity, so credit to Marissa and the team for getting us this opportunity through discussions they've had at boardroom level. Um, yeah, we, we, we're excited, but Wales and Italy face, they, they, they are very, very difficult opponents and across the other side we've got Spain and Canada who Spain obviously most recently had a really good performance against this is the World Cup the Women's World Cup last year and Canada have been working really hard their hockey program is well and alive and they're coming hard for a place through these competitions because they're not going to win the continental not really looking at that as a qualification stream they're looking at these kind of competitions to get them there
0: so sorry Tyrone so we've got uh, the other side in your group being Thailand and as far as I'm aware Finish first in your group, you go straight to semi finals, you avoid that, that quarterfinal, which is key. But you're expected to face one of Canada or Spain in those semis, barring a, a big upset in the other group. Um, uh, so, those are really the two that you've got the, the big mark on.
3: That's right. Yes, uh, on form and on ability, the the, the squads and uh, the coaching that's happening there, for sure. Uh, but yeah, we have to take it as it comes. You've seen with the guys' competition, you can take nothing for granted. We really have to come there and perform because teams are using this as a serious way to qualify. That's what the FAH wants.
1: Yeah, and, and again, if you look at, uh, for the listeners who are, oh, forget about it, Spain did run to a third place at the World Cup. There are no mugs. Uh, shocked a lot of people. Canada are coached by S ex-SA coach Giles Bonnet, and I've just heard uh, this week that his contract is pending performance at this tournament. So he's got a lot of um, uh, challenges uh, ahead of them so they'll be pretty fired up. Uh, there's ourselves, there's Italy or a team on the rise. It's going to be a, a, a thrilling, thrilling competition and we believe all of it will be televised on SuperSport.
2: Absolutely. I think, um, as you said, it's, it's going to be a very tough tournament. Um, the team did play Canada at the, Commonwealth Games, and to face off against our ex-coach, Giles Bonnet, is always going to be very interesting. Um, I think the last time the team played Italy was in 2011 for the qualifier for the 2012 Games. Um, a team definitely to look at, and I think um, we probably sit back and think, oh, you know, Italy, will will get there. But a lot of teams in international hockey have really been upping their game. They've been spending a lot of, of money in terms of high performance. So this is not a, 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 an easy tournament to go to, and I don't think that we will take any of the other competitors, you know, lightly. So I think the team knows that going into this particular event. In terms of broadcast, I'm not 100% sure as yet what the broadcast plans are. We haven't seen the notification as yet in terms of what the schedule is going to be, etc. Okay.
1: And and uh, yeah, from my understanding, if, if we don't get coverage, at least FIH Live will have uh, as, as much as possible, they will have uh, streaming of all the games.
2: Yes. I've, I've been made aware that there will be streaming. We just want to get that schedule yeah. and then we can get it out to everyone so that people can follow the team.
1: Okay, fantastic. And Obviously, Inky, when we talk about the big uh, competitors in Spain, Canada, Italy, we're not paying any discredit, or or we're not meaning any disrespect to Wales. You've already paid them um, tribute and also to Thailand. As we've seen in the men's tournament, Mexico wasn't a walkover. The guys had to work for their goals. They played really well to get it. But um, the world of hockey is growing and uh, the competition is getting fiercer. How are you guys uh, preparing for teams like... Thailand, who you don't get a lot of video footage of.
3: Yeah, so for us, it's been fantastic. The the games before the competition is so crucial. I was talking to some of the players now. The fact that we've played three international games and also three other warm-up games has put us in good stead. We feel there's a lot of progress tactically and understanding and cohesion amongst the group. And that's what we hedge our bets on. Once you get there, you have to perform. You you have a mandate and you have something, a dream. We're chasing a dream. So it's all, all bets off then, but we feel really prepared and we have to prepare the best we can once we get there, once we do see them play, and we use that as the
0: platform. Tell you what, I've been massively impressed by your captain, Erin Hunter. It's the first time that I've had uh, much dealing with her, and uh, she had a, a resounding speech uh, up on stage uh, thanking everyone that made it possible for the team to be, be able to go over to Spain. And when we spoke to her a little earlier on the show, um, yeah, she said she, uh, the players aren't there to do... A job for her she's there to do a job for her players and um, it, it, it must have been an obvious choice for, for her to skip at the side and i think overall you can be very very impressed with with the squad that you're sending over
3: yeah well, we're super excited it's it's a nice blend of youth and experience it's i know it's a cliche but it really is in erin we have someone who's who loves it breathes the soul of the team and also having worked with her before i've been lucky yeah it was a no-brainer and i think she's taken it on her shoulders really well we represent her in the way we approach things on and off the field, in our energy, in how we carry ourselves. That's really important from a leader because they're, they're example. And uh, she, she breeds, it, breeds, eats and sleeps, a Women's Hockey, but also on the field she's a fighter, which is great.
1: You've you mentioned that blend of youth and experience. I mean, in your team you've got uh, Lisa Diertlitz, who is 250 caps for the country. You've got uh, Dirkie Chamberlain over 100, Quineeta Bob's over 100. And then you've got Bianca Wood with three and uh, Hannah Pierce with three. How important is it that those experienced players take those younger players under their wing and and welcome them to what international hockey is all about? Yes,
3: of course. They play a massive role. And I think Turkey, particularly with Bianca, has been really good to see because... It's just opposite ends of the spectrum, but we found the middle ground, and that's what teams are about. The same with Hannah and Lisa. I know Hannah and Lisa have played together before in and around provincial structures, but it's fantastic, and I think everyone learns from everyone in this team. And Bianca just comes with this fresh energy and she doesn't really care much, you know, which is fantastic because you have to go out there and perform, and Derrk has a lot to teach her about how to handle yourself in these scenarios because she's been there so many times before.
0: Marissa, I see you waving over there to Steph from Supergroup, uh, one of the members uh, of the main sponsor. And I I don't think you could quite put it into words just how an integral part they play, as do any sponsors that are involved with the national hockey setup. But, I mean, they've really come to the party over the last uh, almost two years now.
2: Absolutely, I think within the South African landscape um, of national federations I mean there's over 78 federations in this country and only the top three that you hear of all the time consistently being on television, being at international tournaments um, it's critical absolutely critical to have sponsors that back the dream of the team, that believe in the team, that have the same values and share the same vision as as the team and in Supergroup we found exactly that Um, they backed us for the World Cup in 2018 and they've come back on board now to support the SA women's hockey team for for Valencia and definitely I think from the speech made this evening as well they are definitely saying this is not the end of the journey for us they're looking forward to to backing this team into the future so a huge huge um, thank you from South African Hockey to Supergroup without them I can assure you this team would not be getting to Spain.
0: Inky, uh, how much of a burden is lifted when you are able to tour and not and of course you have to count uh, the, the pennies uh, everywhere you go especially coming from South Africa but being able to do so not being as miserly a, and to be able to let the the woman focus on the matter at hand namely play hockey and not need to stress about things like are we going to be able to afford a meal for instance I mean it, it sounds silly but I mean those are the realities that a lot of sports federations have to to worry about.
3: That's exactly it Derek and I think it's it's been amazing for me to be involved in this process having been around our our hockey association and and the trials and tribulations with finances and funding it it's just a it's such a refreshing thing to be part of because now we're going okay we can have a camp we can work on all the things we need to work on all you need to do as players is is perform you know and it's great to not have to worry about what are you going to have to put together to get to a camp and. Um, from a performance level, that's what we're excited about because yes, we say it should be like that all the time but it hasn't been in the past and we're really lucky. I can't thank them enough. They've been fantastic. I've seen Peter around the field so many times. They're just really part of the team. They're actually with us in every step of the way and it's it's awesome and we're really, really lucky. So, thank you to Supergroup again. Really, I can't say it enough.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think we're all sitting here tonight. It's been a fantastic thing. You know, uh, Derek uh, and I were chatting earlier. Derek has uh, exposure to a lot of the other sports in the country he doesn't see things as intimate as this, where Supergroup brings a small group of people together. Uh, I mean, what, it was about maybe 60, 70 people here tonight, all passionate about hockey, all passionate. I mean, there's still people sitting here having a chat. So maybe some of them are waiting to say bye to you, Marissa, before they go. But, uh,
2: Possibly. They're hovering around like
0: vultures <laughs> um, <laughs> to finish up this damn show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think it's really great. We don't see things like this, a small intimate gathering, of a sponsor who genuinely just cares. And and from my side and in my involvement with SA Hockey, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I think there are so many heroes in the sports of hockey, both on the field and off the field in this country, who are fighting challenges that the public don't know about, that the public are very quick to judge. And to see a company like Supergroup come on and just make it life a little bit easier for some of those people who are bleeding for this country is just fantastic to see.
0: I just want to jump in there. As Tyron mentioned, I mean I have been exposed to, to quite a few sporting events of this nature. And the first thing I always look at are other the players to see how they're enjoying it. And nine times out of ten, they're usually there out of obligation. They're just I mean an through the speeches, etc. Probably looking down at their phone. Eventually they get up, the formalities are over and it's done and dusted. They they take their photos and off they go. That wasn't the case tonight. It was the first time I've ever seen a, a sports side thrilled to be in a situation like this very thankful to be able to embrace it and uh, i mean erin said it herself during her speech which was completely uh, self-motivated as well i mean you could see how much it touched the players tonight and and i think that was highly important rissa
2: Absolutely. I think um, one thing that's come through to me is how genuine the connection is. And, I mean, Enki said that Peter Mountford spends his time around the hockey field. I mean, which CEO of a multinational company is going to have time to do that? But there's a genuine connection with, with, with SA Hockey. There's a genuine connection with the players. Um, they have a genuine interest in, in individuals, and they, they inquire after certain people if they don't see them around. So, you know, you don't get that often. Um, and, you know, this is not a space where a sponsor just wants to to throw money and look the other way because they're going to get the exposure they're going to get all the things that they're looking for this is a sponsor that actually wants to partner in the process and has the team's interest at heart and it, it comes out clearly every single time we interact with them so absolutely phenomenal we loving the experience the players are loving the experience and i think we've got a happy sponsor
1: yeah and i i want to just touch on peter mountford i think uh, i was introduced to him ahead of the world cup last year um him and i both have similar qualifications, and. Uh, if you just go Google him and you read some of the things he's done, it's it's su- supreme. It's it's out of this world. It's out of the ordinary. And I mean, in November last year, he was named the All-Africa Business Leader of the Year. So this is a man leading a massive company, traveling around the world, judging things, and he makes time to come and stand on the side of the hockey field and watch us play in Namibia. What better sponsor can you get?
0: And, and it's not only making time, it's because he wants to be there. And whether or not I think Supergroup was involved, uh, he would be very keen to go and see the action taking place in the field.
3: Absolutely, and uh, I think we can all learn a lot from him. I think he's someone who we keep around the team. We, we we learn so much as a leader. All his achievements and successes, as a group of people, we can learn from people like that. And it's great that he shares his stories and his visions and his ideas.
1: All right, Marissa, after, after the girls go, obviously, we'll be talking about it and stuff. What's next on the SA hockey calendar here in the country for fans of the game?
2: So we have the Premier Hockey League as you know we launched that in 2016 and we're looking to our fourth season of of the PHL. I know that the players will be looking forward to it as you know we have a draft and we have marquee players so generally the national players form part of the marquee players of every team and then of course we have the draft. Uh, Tyron I think you participated in that one last year quite exciting because the players never know where they're going to feature and some of them obviously hope to be in certain teams because they're their favourite teams Um, so so definitely, we've got the the PHL coming up. We also have our interprovincial tournament where players have the opportunity to always put their hands up. There's still a selection process if we qualify for Tokyo, or when we qualify for Tokyo, rather. There's still a selection process that needs to go into that. So very critical tournament in terms of of our players that that want to represent the country going forward. Um, and then of course, come August, we trying to, to win this thing in terms of, of being the champions of Africa. Um, it's a tournament that we take quite seriously. It's the one event on our calendar that gives us the most ranking points. So we have more ranking points playing in the African qualifier or the African um, cup as opposed to playing an international tournament. So very important event for us. And I think it's also important in terms of our relationship with, with Africa hockey and growing the game on the continent. And we take that obligation quite seriously.
1: Well, and I'm glad you brought that up because both in indoor and outdoor hockey, we've seen a commitment. Uh, The men and women hosted Namibia recently. In the indoor, we've seen regular series with Zimbabwe, Namibia and now Botswana. How, How committed are SA hockey to promoting the game of hockey within southern and greater Africa?
2: I think it's important to to uplift the region. We cannot always travel overseas to to pick up competition. We need to be responsible in terms of developing the game on our side of the world. Um, We have established um, um, a Region 5 organization called COSAHA. Sounds very much like Saha, but that's what they've, they've decided to go on. And um, we want to be a critical component in terms of, of making sure that, that hockey within the old SADIC region is, is, is revised and revitalized. And it's a responsibility that we're taking quite seriously. I mean, I know some people say, oh, but you know, Botswana was here and they, they had a terrible time. I think they had a marvelous time. It was the first opportunity that they ever had to play international indoor hockey. And they absolutely loved it. They came here knowing that it was going to be a challenge and um, they're going back home knowing that you know they've got a home in South Africa the next time they want to play, and they're looking forward to it. So whether the scoreline was whatever it was, they, they're not interested, but they loved the experience. They loved knowing that you know they have to up their game, they have to play at a different level to be competitive, and I think they probably will send a team to, to the indoor qualifier, which will be a first for Botswana altogether.
0: Uh, I wrote a piece a couple of days ago where I highlighted uh, Botswana's experience over at the indoor. It was my first experience of indoor hockey i absolutely loved it and i mentioned it on commentary as well while we were following the games when you look back at 1995 rugby world cup japan play the all blacks all blacks won 145 17 absolute hiding people saying what are japan doing playing rugby they shouldn't be in the sport 20 years later they come and beat the Springboks, and if you don't get experience you can never pull off results like that so yes botswana uh, scoreline we're heavy but I mean, geez, what's to say in ten years' time, five years' time, they they can pull off a bit of a shot.
1: And the excitement's getting real because just today the F.I.H. Uh, tweeted that they are opening up applications for the hosting of the next indoor World Cup, which is running in 2021. So it's it's adding that excitement. Um, you know, I'm I'm. Hinting, dropping a hint, because if an African
2: trying to avoid contact with you, if an African country
1: was to host, there'd be two countries playing at the World Cup. I'm just saying, (laughs) Namibian hockey—they've got a lot of money from Seaflower. They can, they can host it. (laughs) But I think it's absolutely exciting. We want to see more countries playing. We also want to see the African Cup being a a 32-team tournament. I mean, how incredible would that be? It would bring better ranking points and. So I think uh, credit must go to SA Hockey for what they're doing and trying to uplift the the region.
2: Thank you. That is our focus. Um, We're a committed member of the African continent and we want to make sure that um, everybody is well aware of what that commitment is. And we will continue hosting, we'll continue to travel into into our neighbouring countries because it's the only way that we're going to uplift hockey in this region.
0: Yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up. I know you're a very wanted woman uh, as the table there waits uh, to say their goodbyes. Inky, jeez, travel safe. Thank you very much. I
3: appreciate it.
1: Yeah, we'll be we'll be supporting and uh here, here's a nice little deal for you, Inky. Uh if you go there, finish in the top two, you get your own episode on hockey twenty four seven when you get back.
3: That's a deal. are looking forward to it. <laughs> I hope the girls are listening.
1: <laughs> Uh, we, we told Aaron the same thing, so no pressure.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll uh, sort it out. We'll sort it out. Listen, seriously, though, best of luck over in Spain. It's uh, going to be a magnificent tournament, and uh, South Africa will be rooting for you. And Risa, thanks very much for everything that uh, you've managed to do for SA Hockey. It's uh, been a pleasure and a privilege having you two on board.
2: Thank you. Finally cracked the knot to be on the show.
1: <laughs> Good night, everybody. Thank you. We wanted to get our listenership up first.
2: <laughs> nice comeback. <laughs>